0: Hi, it's Dana Miller, senior reporter with Hotel News Now, here with Remington President Chris Green and SVP of Revenue Strategy Gilbert Arredondo. Welcome and thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you.
0: So, Chris, last time you and I spoke, Remington had some exciting news. Um, It rebranded from Remington Hotels to Remington Hospitality to widen the company's focus beyond just hotels and enter new markets. So, can you share with us any updates on what the company has been up to since then?
1: Well, thanks for asking. We've been uh, extremely busy, as expected. Uh, So, we've had a lot of energy around expanding to new platforms. We talked about some glamping projects some wellness projects. We have a huge wellness resort that we're opening out in California, should be opening the end of this year. So we're super excited about that. And then we've had a lot of traction picked up in the Caribbean. So Mm -hmm. you'll see uh, Remington Hospitality operating in the Caribbean very shortly. So everything we talked about is coming true uh, through the efforts of our team and a lot of hard work.
0: Good. And kind of something I've always been curious about is really the collaboration among you two. So how often do you guys talk and what do those conversations look like?
2: So we're kind of aligned at various levels. So Chris, Raul aligned together. I align with Jason, our EVP of Ops, our VPs and our SVPs al- aligned together. And so they're always talking. So I'll give you a perfect example. My West Coast VP of revenue is completely aligned with our SVP of West Coast. And they meet weekly along with the sales leaders, along with the other ops leaders. And we work together as a portfolio to kind of look at, you know, underperforming hotels or, where we can assist in helping it and then we come with a collaboration on how we can each go in and assist those hotels that week. And then we do it the next week. And we built all these reports in our Power BI platform in Remy to have that data at real time at the fingertips for the entire portfolio to see. And so we can just adjust and really pivot really quick to see is it a revenue, is it a group issue, is it a market share issue? Where, where can we just jump in and help those hotels right away?
1: Yeah, so Gilbert was on a panel earlier today here at the conference, and he did a great job of illustrating how we're set up as an organization to, to drive performance, and so um, what we've done is we've broken down the walls between operations and sales, commercial, revenue strategy, digital, and created a collaborative environment which really helps to accelerate accelerate performance. And and so that's, when you talk about collaboration, so I may not talk to Gilbert on a daily basis, but I see the throughput of his team's excellence coming through, and then Raul Maranta, who's our Chief Commercial Officer, and I spend a lot of time talking about how to help support them in in increasing that collaboration and delivering on our promise to our clients. So um, we're, we're a very fluid organization, but we make sure we utilize technology so that we don't drag people down with endless conference calls or endless teams meetings, that we're actually working on things that affect an outcome.
0: Yep. And kind of more on a fun side, I don't know if you guys can get into this, but I I have to ask, I'd always wondered what kind of goes down at Remington's Thrive Leadership Conferences. Um, Can you give us a glimpse into that? And kind of, now that your team is part of Remington, kind of how it's feeling.
1: So can you sign an NDA? Of course. (laughs) No. Yeah, right here. (laughs) Go ahead, Gilbert.
2: Were you in the presentation this morning, the general session, where he showed the mullet?
0: No. Tell so me about that. business
2: up front, party in the back. Uh-huh. So <laughs> yeah. some business, a lot of team building, Okay. Um, a lot of personal development. Sure. You know, we really focused on that this year, and I think we brought that through even after <laughs> the conference in terms of developing EQ, developing personal you know, skills and things like that, and there's a lot of fun. You know there's a lot of opportunities we also do every year we do a volunteer activity okay yeah where we do where we do a non-profit so this year was an awesome opportunity i loved it we got to do um build like kind of like build a bear yeah and we built little superheroes for um underprivileged or um displaced small children that live in shelters and so forth. So they we we did these build bears I think we did about 600 alone wow. in about two hours that wow. we were able to do- donate to the local community. Yeah. So we have that wonderful team-building activity yeah. where we all get to, and then we just really get to get to know each other, and we get to you know break bread, and we get to just you know get to know people that we don't see that often. Right. Because there's you know throughout the entire country. Right. So it's a really a great experience, to really help you know our leaders come
1: learn, develop and thrive.
0: And I'm sure you all kind of come away more re-energized, just being around the energy of everybody just kind of helps boost that morale. How about you, Chris?
1: Yeah, so we this was our this is my first time attending oh, the Thrive right. conference this year. And you know, Sloan Dean, our CEO, is really big on three things. Educate, collaborate, and celebrate. And so that's what we do. That's that's the pillars of that conference is to make sure that we get some educational piece where this year we spent a lot of time on emotional intelligence, really okay. leaning into our leadership team, because listen, a lot of the things we do are table stakes in our industry, whether it's driving top line performance, or and each company has its own way of doing that, but the soft skills are what are going to really drive a company forward, so we're spending time with our leaders on that. And then we celebrate the successes, and then collaboration through giving back to our communities, making sure that wherever we are, we're making a positive impact on the world. Yeah. Because ultimately, hospitality is about a positive impact on people right right so when you focus on those things you can really get together and get to know your team and so that brings us back ready to go back and do the work that we do on a daily basis
0: speaking of ceo sloan dean i know he's not here right now but we'll still talk about him anyways so good, something good good <laughs> something chris that you've said in the past is that he's just really good at you know leading the company's vision ensuring that everyone's capable of fulfilling each vision that you guys set out to do so from your point of view can you describe you know how he brings you in to support those endeavors
1: sloan is he's a great leader and i'll tell you why he he really believes anything's possible yeah and he looks out over the horizon and he says this is where we're going as an organization i know that i've worked hard to find attract and hire the right people to make this come true and so he'll point a in a direction, and he really does just say go. Here's yeah. what he, he'll say. Here's what I want to be, now go do it. And he gives us the freedom, which anybody who has had a measure of success loves the opportunity to be entrepreneurial and a thought leader in their own right. right. So for me, and for Gilbert, and for the rest of the teams, it's great to have a vision that we're shooting for, a target, but be able to put our own imprint on how we get there. And yeah. Sloan's really good about that. He really does not dive into you know, Chris, how are you gonna get this accomplished? He goes, I just wanna be here, let's go. And I love that about him.
0: And I think he just trusts his team so much to just, like you said, go, go do it. Well,
1: without trust, what do you have?
0: Exactly, it doesn't work. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So Gilbert, um, for some revenue strategists, I'm gonna assume a willingness to take risks can be part of a winning strategy. Um, so how do you balance taking risks while also you know, taking directives from your leadership?
2: Good question. I mean. I think with Remington, we're a bold company. Yeah. You know, one of our guiding principles is to be tenacious. And so doing that, you know, there's, we want to take risk, And I think there is just about collaboration, whether you're taking a risk at a, let's say a specific hotel and really collaborating with the owner, with the GM, operations, sales, everybody together and saying, because I think when you take risk, you take risks together, you win together and you fail together and you're going to fail sometimes and that's okay. And I think it's developing that culture that, hey, if we all agree to this and, we, and it doesn't work out, that's okay, because yeah. at least we tried. Right. And maybe something worked and we learned from it, but either yeah. way we learn. And if it worked, and then great. But we win together and we lose together, or you know, and that's okay, right. but we want to take risks because in order to achieve the goals, like I said, we're a bold company. We have those high goals. We have to take risks. Mm-hmm. Like when we set goals, as Chris was alluding to with Sloan, when he's setting those goals they're aggressive they're we're gonna have to go out there and push and be tenacious and to achieve those and we we, that's the culture that we have at Remington so I think we thrive in that type of culture and I think our people love it because they feel they know that we're gonna do it together and we're gonna have their back yeah. And we're going to support them and give them the things that they need to do to accomplish those
0: things. Is there a little bit of an excitement, too, with that unknown? Like, ooh, it could really work, but also, ooh, it might not, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was there was a lot of unknown last year. Yeah, sure I mean, was. We all came together. I mean, we worked through it. I mean, yeah. that's a perfect example of, you know, we had I don't, every department basically working together at a, as a collective. There's some things that went really well. There were some things we struggled on a little bit, but we got through it. Yeah. But we got through it together. Right. It wasn't because one person did it or one department did it. We we can't do that. Mm. We're just too big. We're we're moving we're we're moving together. And what's that what's that saying Sloan always says, I love it. It says if you want to go fast, you go alone. Uh, right? Yeah. And that's true. We don't right. want to go fast. Right. We want to do it together,
0: right.
2: and we want to do it collectively, yeah. and, and if we do it collectively, we know we will win.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, so I was last week, I got a chance to attend a, a different <clears throat> type of conference where we spent some real time like reflective on leadership and some other things, and I heard a quote that I wanted to share with you that yes, really please. has been sitting with me, yeah. and I don't know who the quote's attributed to, but uh, it was actually a former admiral in the oh, military wow. that was sharing this quote. And it speaks to me because it's what Gilbert's talking about. And the quote says, If anyone in your industry can do what you do, even reasonably well, you are at risk of becoming irrelevant. So, when you think about what we do, right, if we don't push the envelope, how are we going to stay relevant, right? Because honestly, hotel, I mean, there's 40,000 hotels, each one of them opens up every day, checks in guests. And, and so d- what does that mean for Remington Hospitality? Is I do not want to be irrelevant. We don't, and I know Sloan doesn't want to be irrelevant and he does Gilbert. <laughs> so how do we stay at the front of what's happening? That's what drives us.
0: Yeah. So I just did a panel on group business. So it's kind of fresh in my mind, but in 2022, it seemed as if, you know, corporate and convention group bookings were not back to normal, but closer to back to normal. How would you describe things now? Are you seeing group booking levels return? What trends are you noticing? Yeah. Whole game of the things.
2: Still varies a little bit by market. Um, so, but on the aggregate, for the most part, group revenue is back. It's ahead of pre pandemic levels because of average daily rate growth. Room nights are still a little bit behind. Conventions, it seems like they're, the, the really big ones are still really big. Yeah. Um, just a little bit softer. Um, there's usually less conventions in major markets and so bigger but less okay so that's usually what a con- you know is attributed to the decrease yes. um but corporate is coming back it's still mm-hmm. very short term we are starting to see a little bit of a longer lead time but i mean we're still getting you know calls within two three weeks for corporate groups Wow. you know we i mean amazingly we're still getting calls within three weeks for a wedding
0: Wow. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. So. Do you say yes to it?
2: Absolutely. If we can fit it, we'll we'll, we'll make it work. Okay. Right. Because um, that's really what it's about. And, and, And honestly, you know, the biggest thing with group and, you know, I think we've been talking about this before with corporate group, especially is they're not calling five hotels anymore. Okay. They're not calling six hotels anymore. Like they used to. They're calling their first choice. And if their first choice can take them, that, that's the end of the call. Yeah. And so relationships, group selling right now is all about relationships. Yeah. And if you can build those relationships and become that partner of choice
1: mm-hmm. for that company, you will gain a customer for a lifetime. That's good.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and that's
1: the key to group right now.
0: Yeah.
1: I have a new slogan as you were talking, I thought of it. If, Ooh, she, if she said yes, we'll say yes. <laughs> Host your wedding with Remington Hospitality. There you go. <laughs> Chris. There you
0: go. <laughs> You're always good at these little slogans. I know. I know you are. So, Chris, how would you describe uh, performance in urban and large gateway markets now? Um, 2022 lagging. Is that picking up now?
1: You know, it's interesting. The the we've seen a softening in the resort markets, right? So, and primarily ADR is okay. off. Occupancies have been okay but in the urban markets and central business district markets it's still coming back it's not all the way back we're seeing the return of the business transient traveler at about 74% of 2019 but the problem is and Gilbert can probably testify better than I can but problem is some of those business travelers are at the hotels we're just not in, they're not in the right segments where we used to see them they're either on a leisure stay and they've extended for a couple days or as you heard this morning with tourism economics You know, 54% of people that are remote expect to meet with their teams at least quarterly going forward. So now, maybe they're not in business travel, maybe they're in small group, which is why we see group outperforming. So I think it's a very interesting time and I've, you know, talked to the team and we don't want to talk about 19 as much as we have to, we don't want to talk about it anymore. Because 23 is a new year, 24 is going to be a completely new year and I think we're going to be comparing 24 to 23 and that's what matters because 19, that's five years ago, right? Yeah. So let's get on with life and let's figure out what this looks like to be doing business in 2024. So overall, the you know the city center markets are still a challenge. Yeah. Um, we'll see, we'll see. 24 is gonna be an interesting year, it's still gonna be uneven. I think the, the days when we talked about the overall market as one lump sum of RPI or R- RevPar growth, those are gone we're gonna be talking segmented stuff from now on because yeah. I think you're gonna see you know extended stay do one thing luxury do another yeah. and that's just gonna be the way it is so.
0: do you remember a couple months ago when we were talking you gave me a couple of slogans that you came up with I think you said Gribbit and like greasier oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah those
1: were my those are my yeah, two yeah, they words were... they didn't stick a couple people oh. used them but they didn't stick and so see, I
0: even wrote a blog about I, it hoping I know
1: to... I know I'm it's... trying to trend on I know t- Tik TikTokram or Tix-tagram. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You so got it, yeah. I don't know what they are. Yeah, you
0: do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, what's keeping y'all up at night, if not a recession? Would you say labor, you know, what's what challenges are top of mind?
2: Um, you know, it's still people. I mean, we're in the hospitality business. That will never change. I mean we're here and our employees are our customers. Yep. To to me. You know, my department, my team. I think you know there's things we can't control I can't control the economy I can't control the macro I can't yeah. control the Fed all I can do is adjust and react and but ultimately you know we can we can help be- make our people happy and ultimately you know we drive through performance through them and so if we can give them the tools the resources the things that they need to do to be agile mm-hmm. quick um, help them develop the, the skills that they need and give them the opportunity to do so, I think that that's honestly what keeps me up at night because yeah. I need them to be everything they can be and, and to be more, um, to work with our owners, to you know work with our operations teams, our sales teams, and if, if they can do that, then we'll continue to see the tremendous success that we've seen this year.
1: You know what uh what's keeping me up now is the financial pressures that our clients are experiencing right i mean the debt markets are not favorable you've got refinancings due i mean i can't even imagine how many hotels are due for to refinance and you, you we were at you know three percent four percent five percent now you're looking at eight nine ten percent refinances that changes the dynamics of a hotel and honestly do i feel good about how remington's performing absolutely we do a great job we deliver outsized returns for our clients but here's the thing the economics have changed so fundamentally that it puts pressure on those ownership groups the cost of insurance I mean think about Florida as an insurance market it's just nuts down there so it's hard to do the cost of debt refinancing and here's the thing what I know I said I wasn't gonna talk about it but we went through a period of you know zero to very low revenue right we have not had enough years to catch back up so Mm -hmm. a lot of these ownership groups are still working to catch up their reserves, and mm-hmm. now we've got brands wanting pips, and I don't blame the brands, right? They want to refresh the brand, they want a new look, yeah. but man, you've got owners that are like, I just need a break, yeah. and and unfortunately, the headwinds from the economy and what's happening with debt, they're not, they're not getting a break, and that creates a tense environment in hotel operations, right? Because yeah. there's only so much. If the market's doing 100 bucks, and we're doing 110, and we're winning, then we're doing a good job if we're bringing that to the bottom line okay but but if that's not enough because of the way that the debt structure is that makes it hard for the owner yeah. you know and, and that's that's we're a third-party manager so you know we want to do good for them and sometimes when those are out of you know gilbert said you can't worry about what's out of your control i don't worry about it but i'm a very empathetic leader so i sure. think about what they're going through yeah it's, it's hard
0: and you mentioned florida and insurance I mean, it's probably going up everywhere, right? Like even Midwest. It is. I mean, yeah.
1: it is. but That's Florida's nuts. Florida's tripling oh, yeah. in
0: some cases. Yeah.
2: It's just. Well, everything's going up. I mean, right. insurance, property taxes.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, energy costs. Oh mean, my goodness! Yeah. Are uh, up 30% in most cases. Okay. I mean, so so Chris's point is absolutely rele- You know, absolutely on point in the sense of that. Yeah, our owners are feeling it in terms of you know having to. I mean, hearing the. The pandemic you know the ffe reserves went down now they're coming back to normal so you have a lot of that coming back right and then to you know pips were delayed now they're all kicking back in sure. and then you have brands rolling out new initiatives that all cost money um new wi-fi new you know
1: new, new door locks you yeah. name it yeah it's out there and it? you have in heightened uh, guest expectation because yes. we're at all-time adr highs yes which is not wrong by the guest but remember i mean again you know it's just like there's a lot of pressure yeah Yeah. a lot of pressure and that that creates tenseness in the environment and that's if you're if you're a sensing person like i am that creates uh i mean literally keeps me up at night
0: yeah and it's hard because the guests don't know that the behind the scenes of what everyone's feeling so they just kind of you know
1: it doesn't even matter to them frankly it doesn't yeah and it shouldn't no it shouldn't but those are the realities of our business right so i I think that's something that we're going to be dealing with yeah Okay. On the next year.
0: Well, I could talk with you both all day. This is so fun. But before I let you go, Chris, give me one piece of advice you would give to other company presidents and then Gilbert, one piece of advice you would give to other revenue strategists.
1: Well, if I give you advice for them, <laughs> that's like giving the secret sauce away. Well, we signed
0: that NDA, remember? So it's oh. fine. Yeah. It's okay.
1: fine. Okay, okay. <laughs> 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 I'm gotcha. almost tempted to give bad advice. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, listen, we would not be in this business without our people, so if you're not leaning hard into your culture and making sure that, you know, here's what I tell the team at Remington, is it's okay if Chris Green says it in the office in Dallas, but if it's not true in the field in Key West or in LA or in San Francisco, then it's not real. Okay. Your culture has to be real, and so if you're a leader and you're in the C-suite, you need to make sure you understand what's happening and if that culture that you're saying is real, is actually real, because okay. real to them might be completely different than what we think is real sitting around the board table, right? So I would just make sure you know, and you're lean, because otherwise your people are going to go to somewhere that where the culture is real. And so get your arms around your people, love on them, care for them, because they're the future of our business.
0: That's that empathy side coming out of you. I see it. Gilbert, take us home. To echo
1: what Chris said, I think
2: even hiring skilled talent on the revenue side has been difficult. So I think internal development is key. Building your bench, you know, developing layers. um, That's something we went through over the last two years. We really looked at layers and were we scalable for the future. And we weren't, Mm -hmm. And so we we adjusted to it. And we, we still have some work to do, but you know, we're getting there. But, you know, I think homegrown talent is key. And then you can mix in, you know where you have holes and vacancies and needs which we've done along the way too but you know you develop that culture and when you have that culture in that in that mentality and really developing that homegrown talent I think is key as you grow because you know you know you, you, can, you can bring on five six seven eight hotels really fast and if you don't have that bench strength you're going to struggle
1: to to kind of move forward so Preparing the fields for rain. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well That's what said, I talk you about, you got yep. to
1: prepare the fields for rain. Yep. There, you
0: there you go. Well, thank you both so much. I had so much fun. I appreciate your time.
1: It was awesome. Thank,
2: thank you. you. Thank you.
0: Plaza, Vice President of Analytics at STR. Hi, and I'm Jan Fytak, National Director for Hospitality Analytics for the Coastal Group. Tune in to our new show, Tell Me More: a Hospitality Data Podcast. It's a podcast on the global hotel industry, its current trends, what we're thinking about, and where the industry is going. And we like to have fun with the data too. Find us on HotelNewsNow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today.